Welcome everybody to the Saint Seiya Cosmocast. My name is Ramses, and I'd like to thank everybody for downloading the episode this week and participating in our discussions on Twitter and on Reddit. You can participate with us by replying on Twitter at SCCosmocast and or using the hashtag KeepBurningThatCosmos or you can find the, um, the post on Reddit on our Saint Seiya. First things first, I'd like to start with a correction about last episode in the discussion of the anime heroes. After doing some research and seeing some of the stuff being posted on um, online about the anime heroes and what they showed at Toy Fair New York um, earlier this week, I can confirm that the retail price is not $19.99 but $24.99. Um, and the only retailers as of right now that that brick and mortar that we know of so far is going to be Target. Everybody else is going to be sold online through like websites like Big Bad Toy Store and also through Amazon. But do keep keep you know, keep an eye out for any other retailer that might be distributing them, in, distributing them in brick and mortar stores when they when they appear like Walmart or GameStop. And speaking of um, New York Toy Fair, um, I want to get to some quick news about the Toy Fair. Um, unfortunately, we didn't see anything new from the anime heroes, mainly because the the, fight, the line has not even been released yet. So, anything we haven't even seen anything new just yet. So, any new news about any new figures would be held off until another time or another convention or another place. We'll know more information as time progresses with um, this line, but I do hope that they do announce more figures going forward. However, Funko, the creators of the Funko Pop lines, did announce a new line of Funko Pops based on Saint Seiya. They'll be releasing in June, and it will be the f- only the first five Bronze Saints, which is going to be Seiya, Shiryu, Hyoga, Shun, and Iki. Each of these Funko Pops will be standard size Funkos, but what they'll have is they'll have something attaching to them, either a base or something, something along those lines that will have like their special effects, like all around them, so you can see them do their special attacks as they, in, you know, with some transparent pieces. In addition, we do know that they did announce also a glow in the dark variant for Icky. That will be sold at the United States retailer Barnes and Noble. And we do know for also for a fact that these figures will be released in June. Just as just to have a little bit of a commentary on these figures, I said on Twitter that these figures were, you know, like like I'm not a fan of them, but I do understand the importance of having a Funko Pop. It's essentially just saying like once you hit once you have one it's like you're it's it's very significant and I do feel that now that Saint Seiya is starting to poise itself into this new position that we're seeing it be a little bit more popular with the fans with older fans and newer fans coming into it I'm starting to like it doesn't surprise me that they're striking while the iron's hot 
the series, and I am happy that they are. That's why I started this podcast because because <laughs> I saw that there was a huge um, increase of the show being exposed to older fans, and well, older fans were checking out the series as well. Now it's being more accessible on Netflix, so it to me feels very very much like an extension of this new popularity that it's having here in the United States thanks to the Netflix series and also having the original series on Netflix. One thing that I like to bring up here is that I've noticed that what they're using to promote the figures and not just for the Funko Pops but also for the enemy heroes is that they're using the V2 clots from the anime. And it strikes me as odd that that's what the design they're going with. They're not using the CGI designs or the old V1 anime cloths, but the V2s. Which makes me think that in their style guides that they have for this series, they are using those character designs as opposed to the older designs. And for me, I, I like those the V2 designs a lot more than the original ones, but it just strikes me as very odd that they would be choosing those designs over the previous designs or the more current designs that are being used in the CGI series. But, like I but we'll know as time goes on if they are going to make go back and make those characters or... If they're gonna make those variants as well, personally though, one of the figures that some of the figures I would like to see later on would be like the twelve gold um, saints as well, if that's possible. But we'll have to see first of how these would sell first before we make any kind of um, demand as to what we want to see next for these figures. But Funko Pops are always top sellers everywhere that you. Everywhere you go, people always wanting them, and they're highly collectible. I'm very sure these are going to sell out just as much as any other um, Funko Pop that's out there. So I am happy that these figures are out, and I am happy that they chose Saint Seiya. And I do hope that they do continue with this line. With that said, um, let's get started with our discussion of Episodes 7 through 12 of Knights of the Zodiac on Netflix. And pretty much my thoughts of these episodes is that these episodes feel more organically connected. They feel a lot more coherent since the last block of episodes. I do feel like the last block of episodes, you need to understand a little bit more about what was going on with the production, how many episodes they had to have to make these episodes. And for them to for them for them to finally like finally hone everything in more precise in these episodes more fine tuned does feel a little bit more refreshing. I do really like what they're doing with these episodes so far. Um, one thing I didn't talk about the last episode that I wanted to bring up was CGI is really good. I said I may have briefly mentioned it, but I do believe that 
the CGI in action, especially in these block of episodes, since there's a lot more action going on in these episodes, I do feel like it's really good. And I didn't did notice that there is a lot of like CGI kind of like trickery going on where it's just like they reuse shots and they reuse you know set pieces and they reuse a lot of places that's already been made already. That way, it's like it gives off this illusion that they're, that even though they're in different places, it even though they're not in different places, it does look very very much like they spend a lot of time in those. Places that they did make and worked on those, um, and worked on on that that um, design, a specific way of looking, to the point that even it, it looks like a like a movie. It looks like it looks like a movie. And um, one of the things I've noticed is that recently the Netflix started putting up the Dragon Dragon Quest movie, CGI Dragon Quest movie, and also the CGI Pokemon movie. And I've noticed that it's like if you put those two movies right next to the Saint Seiya, to Knights of the Zodiac, it looks just and as to good. me it, it feels like. But they as are with really them, they only have um, the really high budgeted thirty. Um, you have like um, nine CGI shows to do whatever they need to do. Saint Seiya has to do all these things in a block of episodes of 30, 30 minutes. And to me, I feel so. like. It feels and like a higher budget CGI it feels movie. a little bit more with the way that they're doing this show as opposed to it being just a CGI show that's just being shown on Netflix or with a reduced budget. So it does feel like, in one hand, it does feel like they're cheating in a lot of places to get around the budgetary issues. But another is that they make so good use, very good use of the animation, so much so that it feels like a higher budget show or a higher budget movie for that matter thus it feels a little bit more grandier like they put more effort into it and story-wise I did feel like the fact it's like now that we've seen a little bit more of the fights going on with the series and we're also seeing how things are developing with the characters and furthermore we're seeing not just how the characters interact with each other and how their relations are not only that, are we seeing how the characters are acting with one another and also the relationships going forward with one another, but we're seeing also how things are going to be going forward with like the fights and stuff. Usually with like any shonen series, it usually falls into like power levels and just power creep and all that stuff. And Saint Seiya does not abide to those rules, unfortunately. It's just very... It's very tact-based. It's very technique versus power levels type of fighting. And we're seeing a lot of that. We're seeing like a lot of weaker characters take on more stronger characters using their wits and using their their abilities and stuff like that. Using what, what they have in their own toolboxes to take care of what's going on as opposed to brute forcing the issue until they win and that's something that's going to become very apparent going forward if you know the series and I do feel that they did a, a good job like putting those pieces together to make sure that the viewer knows what they're going to get into with these fights and what, how these fights are going to be playing out that it's not like Dragon Ball where everybody's going to 
start powering up and do different things, but it's more like how they use their techniques and how they piece everything together. It feels more like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure as opposed to Dragon Ball. And I do appreciate that they're that they're doing that. Uh, that they're going on that route and that they that's something that has not changed whatsoever with the series. So I'm really happy about that. The only issue I do have going with the series is that I do feel that the Garad stuff does feel tacked on. I do agree with a lot of commentaries that people who didn't like it really do feel it felt like they did it was unnecessary. And well, I'll defend it. I'll defend it in part one. Part two, it does feel like all of a sudden we're they had to they had to find a way to get rid of these characters to progress the story forward. And for me, like watching it, it does it does feel like it was like a last minute thing. Like, oh, we have to give some sort of conclusion with these characters. And be it, I do understand why they did this. It goes back to the whole thing where it's just like it's not them using power creep to defeat an enemy, but them using their own wits and then showing a little bit of self sacrifice. But I just wish it was with something else that would have been more prevalent, a little bit more organic to what's going on in the actual story. It feels like when they cut back to Gerard, it's just like, okay, we're back with Gerard. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll take it. Fine. And you just feel like those last couple of episodes where he was like the final boss of this, these episodes, they didn't really click as much as it should have. And it's one thing that I will agree on with um, with a lot of people that, that have been watching the series that do agree that the series, um, having these enemies very much kind of like dragged on the series for a little bit. So I will agree on that on that end that it, um, it should have been a little bit more obvious or they should have found a different way of handling it but that's the decision they did and i see why i see why it's just like they need to get rid of these characters and they were like they, they were designed to be disposed of and like we had to figure out a way to get them disposed simple as that and you know they have to get to point a to point b in such a short amount of time so and unfortunately this means that something that was somewhat working now doesn't work but other stuff that wasn't working are, is starting to like feel more organically clicking back into place something that the series kind of like feels a little bit more like traditional Saint Seiya stuff start more taking prevalence and I do feel that that that's a huge improvement that in my opinion but as it like but for them to just for them to kneecap this other plot with the army and stuff like that really kind of kind kind of like I felt like there was a wasted potential and they could have done something way better with this or not even use them at all and just or have them have sporadic appearances because it does feel like the idea for them would be with these characters was that there would be like another kind of like thing another obstacle that they had to get through with um with Athena. Obviously, what they're trying to set up is that, you know, the prophecy of this thing is supposed to happen. And 
humans are just afraid that this prophecy is going to come true. And it's just like, okay, so if like one thing happens and they have to take care of another thing and then another thing. And I do feel like, like, it feels like, you know, that could have been something they could have like slowly worked in the background and they could have slowly done something with it. They could have done something like they could have, this could have evolved with like the steel saints from the, from the original anime. They could have like they could have evolved from that, and they could have done something with that, and they would have actually made some good guy characters. But unfortunately, they just um, they it just kind of fell flat with these characters, and the potential of what could have been is now not gonna be able to be unleashed, unfortunately. So, and one other thing that I didn't talk about the last episode, but I will bring it up is that I do honestly believe that the voice acting in this show is incredible I do think that's very well made they're putting in a lot of effort into the voice acting just as much as they are with the CGI and stuff like that story is hit or miss but I'm understanding what they are, what they're doing but it is one thing that they're excelling at is the presentation part and part of the presentation is having not just good CGI but also very good voice acting and on that end, I applaud the voice actors, all of them, for doing an incredible job of what they got. Um, some better than others, but I do feel that these characters need to have a little bit more life to them, and the, having this, um, having them be voiced by these characters, by these, you know, by 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 um, just being voiced by by who's they're being voiced is voice by has been very beneficial to the series. It's been really, really good. So, on that end, I do really feel that that's one, other, that's one thing that, that they're doing really good and I do appreciate that the fact that these also are all the voice actors they're using as well in the classic anime when they dub it for Netflix. So it does. So there's also kind of a uniformity to what we're listening to with the characters on the CGI show, but also the characters that are being used in the classic anime dub as well. So um, I'm really happy about that. And they're like I said, like the series needs to, to be re re-examined a little bit more with a different kind of lens than the lens of the actual series. Because I do feel that once you once you once you divorce yourself from the actual original series, you do get a good glimpse as to what they're trying to do with the series, as to like what the the writing and the decisions of what some of the things they're doing make sense. And it's something that I established in the last episode. Like now that I understand. Now that I put myself in kind of the position of the people writing for the series, I do feel that I understand a little bit more as to what I believe is like the main goal for the series. And it does feel like they're kind of rushing into different things, unfortunately. But I do feel too, it's like rushing into it might be beneficial to, to get to this point with the series. Some of the thoughts from the community includes from Siegfried Minos, 
I do enjoy these episodes. I knew beforehand the the run is being rushed and story compressed. I love the cloth designs and the detail. I don't like the armor arc, but I understand why it's in it. I do hope for a 12 um, temple arc takes its time f to enjoy the characters. So that's why I keep burning that cosmos. Hashtag. I thank you for sharing that. Yeah, and I do agree. It's like, like I said earlier, it's like, it does make a lot of sense when you break it down that what they're doing. And I do appreciate that. It's like, that's what they're trying to get to. And while that might be a detriment, I do feel like at this point, it might be like at their, to their best, um, to, they might be for the best for them to do this. Sagittarius on Reddit says, Part 2 started off promising. The first three episodes were adapted re uh, respectively to the OG, in my opinion. The fourth tried to cut short the f what the fight I was looking forward to the most this season. She leaves his idol. Yeah, that is unfortunate. It was really, that's a really good fight. And we, if I, I did kind of feel like, kind of like half, half the ass at times. But I, I didn't really mind it now that, like, since we're like, it just seems like we're just going going through the motions just to get to a certain point. I do know some people were bothered with the whole Shina and Seiya thing that really coming to place to me. Personally, I don't know about Shina. I will, I'll kill him or love him thing for Seiya. Honestly, I can care less. I'm here for the fighting. That's what made Saint Seiya awesome to me. Yeah. I mean, the whole, like, relationships are kind of hit and miss, and, like, I do agree, it's just, like, in the series, there's kind of, like, this, like, is he, does she really like Seiya, or she does, does she not? I lean in the camp that she is, but I, it, again, it's just, like, when you look at it in the whole entire series as a whole, it's not really that important. Um, the whole thing that Iowa showed up with Ayoya attacking Seiya was bothersome, because, that part was the reason why Oya turned his back to the Pope and when led to the whole death of Cassius thing. Um, as much as I hated it, it's understandable that the fight in the episode got too short. It's one thousand percent makes sense that the final, the final event, the fight of the season, season one gets at least two episodes, or else it would feel really like a final fight was just one episode. Oh yeah, the whole prophecy thing is dumb. It is. The whole thing now. Now that the whole military is done with, which means they can focus on some the uh, most famous and exciting part of the series, the Twelve Houses. In my opinion, Part Two was a step up from Part One, and I do agree. Like I said, it's like there's a lot of to, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good, and I do believe that a lot of that, and I do agree with the whole thing about them cutting a lot of the important parts with with uh, um having um Perseus Algol versus Shiryu being kind of like kind of an afterthought fight but again you can only do so much and you can only do so much and I do hope that people don't get turned off by it cuz like in the anime in the actual classic anime and in the manga it's a very epic fight like I said it's just, it just became a consequence of timing unfortunately and like I said it's like when when you're trying to juggle like what gets what gets what going to be shown what's not going to be shown what will be used and what's not going to be used a lot of it you tend to have to figure out what's going to be cut and what's not going to be cut or what's going to be reduced in time and unfortunately that's one of the ones that when you take a step back it's like unfortunately it had to take a step back and 
you know, and it's a good fight, and I do hope that people do seek it out with the original series. So, overall, better series, better, better part of the series. I am excited to see where the series goes. Um, I do understand too the issues plaguing this series, and I do hope that now that we're going to be going to a more consistent series with the Twelve Houses arc, that we can. Things can be a little bit more um, streamlined, and a little bit more. Um, I think things make a little bit more sense going forward, and yeah, that's pretty. That's uh, that's about it. So I like to thank everybody for the contributions, and everybody for being patient for me putting out this episode. So let me tell you guys what's up. What you guys gotta do for homework for your next time. We are putting away the CGI series, thankfully. And we are starting with the original series. The first six episodes of the original 1960, 1986 anime will be our next block of episodes that we're going to be discussing. And we're going to be continuing the series until the very end. But like I said, like like I said in the uh, in episode zero, if there is a new block of episodes for the CGI series, we're going to take a break from the original series to discuss those new episodes as they come along. So if you want to continue the discussion about the CGI series or this new or the original series or whatever new Saints I think you want to discuss, you can participate with us in multiple ways. Reply to us on Twitter, on STCosmoCast, or use the hashtag keep burning that cosmos. Or find a thread on our Saint Seiya on this on Reddit. So thanks for listening and keep burning that cosmos. Ataque, entonando fuerza su canción, la canción.